Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Now, um, I worked all over Christmas. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I was doing the radio show all over Christmas. We did a podcast Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh, we did a New Year's Eve special as well. I was really busy over Christmas. I moved house. Yeah. So it's kind of a bit ruined. But it's fine. Because it's Christmas for me right now. Norwich City promoted to the Premier League. Uh, not quite. Not quite. Sure, there's got to be like a 20-goal swing. but not quite. Norwich City promoted to the Premier League. Orlando have won again. Yep. And Atlanta are bottom of the Eastern Conference. Christmas, yeah. you beauty. You have come again. Can we just start the podcast, Yeah, please? all right. I was just trying to dress it up a bit. This is the MLS UK show. Go on, you do it. Let's switch it up. I'm Henry Hewitt. I don't know how to... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the MLS UK show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. So there we go. You can't exist without me. So, <laughs> so codependent. Uh, welcome along to another episode. Uh, it's like, like I say, it's like Christmas has come at once. Yeah, let's forget that. Busy show today. We've not been around for a few weeks. We're going to be speaking to Evan, who is from the USL show. Yeah. A lot of chat about USL stuff today. And we're going to be looking back at some fixtures and yeah, I'll answer a bottom. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, we'll focus on that quite a bit, I think. You ready? Let's go. Let's do it. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Uh, it's been a proper, uh, how can I put it? Um, it's been a podcast of two halves. If you listen to season one, mm-hmm. 
it was very positive for me. Uh, Bolton had a, a last-minute survival last season, yeah. and Atlanta United won the MLS Cup. This year, <laughs> Atlanta are currently bottom, and Bolton were relegated <laughs> last weekend. So um, I'm ready to just forget about soccer. Can just, I just... I might take up, I don't know, another sport. I just need to find you something that was posted... Cricket. Posted in the Orlando City UK group. Rugby's um, good. Should have been prepared, but bear with. Might start watching baseball. <laughs> Bolton won't get relegated in baseball. Don't think they've got a team. Uh, bear with. I'm going to find this. Going to get that. Here we go. Just going to show Henry this. Describe what you see. Okay, right. So what they've done there is uh, they've took a still from a video from the radio show I produce... Uh, from a hilarious video that we, we made. It was average. Um, and they've put, when you support a, I'm going to say uh, rubbish, poor, yep. uh, poor team in England, so you decide to support an MLS club, but then realise they're also poor. Brilliant. Okay. Of course, referencing your support of Bolton, swift move to Atlanta as a glory hunter, and uh, that's not working out well either. Orlando, uh, Orlando City UK fans... Uh, very, very... Yeah, well, um, you know, you've, you've, you've got your highlights of your MLS Cup wins you can look back on and, uh, you know, your, your playoff matches, you can watch the highlights of them as well, so that'll cheer you up. Here's one for you. I've not, I don't think I've told you this yet. Go on. We, me and Henry haven't seen each other in ages because I've been doing the breakfast show and he's been doing the evening show, so hence why we didn't do a podcast last week. Yeah. Just been like two ships in the night. I've not told you this yet. I've booked a holiday. Yeah. I'm going to Orlando, shockingly. Oh, I've got some news as well, actually. I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. I'm going to Orlando. Would you like to guess when I'm going? Are you going uh, when Orlando play Atlanta? No. Ah. Or potentially, maybe. Are you going in the playoffs? I'm going in October. (laughs) So, no, they won't be playing each other then. (laughs) Is this... um... Is this the most stupid thing I've ever done, or am I really, really confident? I've booked a holiday to Orlando for, uh, I think, the 6th of October. Right. So I'm going to watch the final, the last game of the season at home. Yeah. And then um, watch some playoff soccer, right? Right? Yeah? How, that- f- how near is it to uh, LA? <laughs> Don't worry, mate, I've checked. It's uh, 45 quid to fly out to Atlanta if it all goes wrong. <laughs> Well, it will do, because Atlanta aren't getting there. Um, my news, I kind of told you this. Go on. So, uh, as you know, and as, as people on this podcast know, I am a massive fan of The Simpsons. Yeah. In Orlando, Universal Studios, you have The Simpsons World, you get yeah. to drink at Moe's and go to the Quickie Mart and whatever. So I'm really excited to say that I'm going to Orlando in September... So what? I'm, I'm actually going to visit the US, rather than just having a, a transferred flight through Atlanta... And wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, now, even more exciting, well, kind of, um, it's when Orlando are at home and Orlando are facing New England Revolution, but still, <laughs> I will get to go to an MLS game, but it, unfortunately for me, it's an Orlando game. Right. Now, I have so much... I don't know what to say. I've got so much to say right now. So, wait a minute. You support Atlanta... Yes. ...because you... 
got a connecting flight which stopped in Atlanta for about 20 minutes. Yep. That's the only time you'd ever been to America. Yeah. You're now going to America and you've chosen to go to Orlando and watch Orlando City. That you need you've got to be an Orlando fan now. No, you can't No, I I'm purely going to the Simpsons bit. That is the main part of this. You do holiday. know there's other stuff other than the Simpsons there. Like Harry Potter, there's a whole thing called Disney. Yeah, yeah, I've been to well, I've been to Disney in France. So oh yeah, you know, that's the that. same. Uh, but the Sim, I'm so excited to go to the Simpsons bit, and yeah, well, I'm there for ten days, two weeks, I think. So I might you know, well... I'm not a fan of the Simpsons. The Orlando game will probably be more funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of the new episodes, anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm going to Orlando. So this is a shout-out, actually, for any anyone listening who wants to give me some advice on what to do while I'm... Uh... You do a podcast with me. I have a place in Orlando, and you're asking other people. No, I want to see what people come back with. So, what, you know, I don't know, hashtag it, an Atlanta fan in Orlando. What, what should I get up to on game day? Should I go to the, the march thing with a purple smoke? Oh, will I get... Uh... I don't know if you're allowed. You're quite a big deal over in Orlando for all the wrong reasons. I'm not even... I, I'm not even exaggerating. Look at our podcast stats. Like, you'll get lynched. I'll be fine. You're friendly people. I'll be fine. I can't believe you're going to an Orlando... Atlanta fan. Times you've watched Atlanta, nil. Times you've watched Orlando, one. Well, you never know. It might might get a free trip to Atlanta beforehand. I don't know. But I'm getting to see the Simpsons bit, which is so exciting. And then I am, like, seriously, I'm dead excited that you're going. Yeah. I'm happy that you've waited until now to tell me. Isn't it? Like, I, I'm so happy that you're going. So it's end of September. So it's like, the, I think it's the next to last game of the season, or it might be one of the last home games. I'm not sure. But I just know they play New England, because we had a look at the... Um, uh, when to go and was like well September because it quietens down after school holidays and I looked at the fixtures and were like right it's got to be this time I'm going to America I am not missing an MLS game no way who are you going to take with you are you taking Poffy I'm going to take my girlfriend she can judge the kits similarly if you uh, if you're going to be around in, in Orlando in September or October when I'm visiting uh, let us know We'll come and uh, come and hang out. Maybe catch a chat with you. Maybe film some stuff with you. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm looking to kind of because I'm going over for work. Right. So, oh, I'm calling it a work trip. It is a work trip. Right. Um, so I'm going to be looking to fly around. So I'm going to be looking to go to Atlanta. Sorry, mate. <laughs> going to go and actually watch Atlanta, um, and maybe fly up to New York as well. If anyone listens in Atlanta or New York, I'm just thinking of places that are nearby to fly yeah. to. Um, then hit us up because it'd be cool to to hang out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, MLS UK show on tour in September and October. Separately. Just not together. No, not together. Separately. We lads, um, kind of. You're going to, mate, trust me, forget all the jokes and all the banter from this podcast, right? Let's just get serious for a second. Forget Atlanta. You're, you're always going to support Atlanta. I know that. Yeah. Right? There's always going to be the whole Orlando Atlanta thing. I genuinely think when you go to the game, you'll, you'll get goosebumps. I get goosebumps talking about it. Look, like, I literally get goosebumps just thinking about the atmosphere like the togetherness of the whole of the city like it's incredible i think you're gonna love it i'm sure i will i know my girlfriend will love it because she always complains when we go watch bolton that the quali- <laughs> it's a bit different. yeah the quality of food that's there she doesn't like uh pastries really so she doesn't have a pie um and she so she doesn't like the quality of the food so i said come you know i want to go and she went all right okay i said you'll love it because they like walk down and go like hot dogs get your hot dogs popcorn and stuff so she'll love it she'll be in her element just snacking away and i'll be watching orlando 
Um, right, it's been a little while, so what I want to do is, um, quite informally, just have a catch-up in, in what's been going on and what we've missed. Yeah. Um, right. Starting off with um, Vancouver being LAFC. I know, that was a turn-up for the books, wasn't it? Last mm- time we spoke, we'd, uh, who was it who did that penalty? Oh, um, Ali Ad- Adnan? Yeah, uh, he did the, the uh, Penenka. And- I don't know why it took me so long to process <laughs> that name. I've been up, I've been up <laughs> since very early this morning. So. Um, well, he, he didn't quite work out against the other LA team, so they, they had a lot to prove, didn't they? And they did. What a result that was. Such a result. And do you know what? Actually, um, watched Vancouver at the weekend. They're very... I think the surprising thing, I don't want to be disrespectful to Vancouver, because the surprising thing about Vancouver being LA, Vancouver look really organised this season. They look like they know they've got their game plan. They're very organised. They like to um, put men behind the ball. All right, it's not fashionable, but they put men behind the ball and then they play the counter. And there's nothing wrong with that. They know what they are. They've you know they've built their roster around that. That's absolutely fine. That's what the coach does. That's That's how he's always played. That's fine, um, but I think it's a really good result to beat LAFC. Dead impressed. Yeah, well, I think Vancouver fall in a, a group of teams, really, that uh, are looking to sort of be in and thereabouts around June, July time when mm. it's the you know when they have the, the the break and then come back and just try and smash it. Then I think it's just that time of trying to get together, trying to get a feel for the by the, the time, not, yeah, not drop too many points. Yeah, because they've got a new manager as well. So it's a new uh, era, really, for Vancouver. So this win will give them a bit of confidence. You know, they're, they're, they're five points off the playoffs, but they've only played, what, eight games? So That same, uh, same weekend as well, um, we need to talk about New York Red Bulls and more specifically Kaku. They got a 2-2 draw with SKC. However... Yeah, which is a good result considering Red Bull's recent farm. But the Kaku thing... I've told you this story, I think, before. This has happened to me. If you haven't seen it, um, Kaku was quite clearly uh, frustrated, shall we say, and he uh, kicks the ball in anger. He's at the end of the game, kicks the ball, um, and he's quite clearly aiming to just smash it against the advertising boards. Yeah, yeah. Um, He kicks it too hard, and it hits a a fan square in the face. And I... I get it. I don't think it was intentional. However, this has happened to me. Um, when I went to watch Norwich City as a kid, we played Sheffield United. Do you remember Carla Saba? Yeah, yeah. He's a striker, wasn't I think he? I've told you yeah. the story. Um, I used to sit next to a, um, I say a little old lady. Genuinely, she was a little old lady. Um, it was this guy's mum who he always took to him, every, uh, took with him every single game. And she had her frame and it took her ages to walk in. And bless her, she just loved coming to watch Norwich. So, um, you know... We used to uh, used to uh, chat to her all the time, and she was frail. She was. She was really old. She was frail. And uh, Carla Saba did exactly what Kaku did. He launched the ball, but it hit her. Now, genuinely, I don't. I, this sounds funny. I'm not trying to be funny. I was really worried for her. Like I thought that could be it. Yeah. And um, she she was absolutely got medical attention. And she went off and she's fine. And nothing ever happened to Carla Saba. And I always thought that's, I was only a kid. It really annoyed me. I was like, how is he allowed to do that? Yeah. You know? Um, and so with the Kaku thing, it's just been announced today, actually, just literally a couple of hours ago, that he uh, is going to face uh, further ban. He's got a two-match ban on top of the, the game that he's already going to miss. Um, is that enough? Uh, yeah, I think it was an accident. He didn't do it on purpose. Um, and I think two games is is fine. It's it's one of those things that he'll regret and he, uh, he won't do again. It'll probably show a lot of the players that actually, you know... This sportsman and in 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 when you how can I put it when you are in battle 
shall mm-hmm. we say? And emotions are high, especially in a game like that where he's been uh, to and fro in and, um, and you know, he's, he's not got a decision, so he's a bit upset. You know, you've got to try and keep a lid on it a bit. Okay, um, we need to get on to Red Bulls. We'll look at the standings in just a bit. It's not looking good for them. Um, the loss to New England Revolution, they're not in good form. They're not, no, and it's funny when you look at the bottom of the East at the moment, and it's uh, Atlanta bottom, Red Bulls second bottom. Like, who would have predicted that at the start of a season? I know, we've always said that it seems to like turn around every single year. It seems to be like whoever's top ends up down the bottom, but that is extreme. Yeah, so they're both in a, a similar position. Um, in fact, there's only two goals that separates them in goal difference. Uh, so, I don't know, where do you think we're Red Bulls at the moment? Because last year they, they started quite slow. Not as slow as this, but they started slow and they blamed the Champions League stuff. Not really had that this year. No, I don't... I'll be honest with you, I can't particularly put my put my finger on it. Like, they had the, the loss to Orlando in there as well, which at the time was like a real surprise. I th- I just think they've not quite started to tick over uh, you know the the roster's not changed really at all um no. i just there's a lot of speculation that Thierry Henry is going to come in and uh, and take over at red bulls they've denied that it just seems very very unsettled he he doesn't seem to change the team you know you've got right phillips has started every single game you know they're not really scoring goals but there's no rotation there You've got the midfield staying, you know, mostly the same apart from, uh, you know, Ratajkowski was was rested for for one game. The defense is pretty much the same. Kamal Lawrence has been in and out and out again and out again and injured and injured again. But I don't know. I feel like they need something to really help them kick on, and that that may need to be a shift in personnel a bit. Yeah, do you think a bit of rotation? I know they've denied it, but let's face it, there's no smoke without fire. Do you think if Henri came in, would uh, would that kickstart a bit? Because you think some of them players will remember playing with Henri. Mm. And, and for the strikers in particular, BWP, I mean, who else? There's no better role model than Thierry Henri, you know, to help you out. I think with our d- people expect us to have, have the answers. And I think it's, it's very difficult. Look at NYCFC. They've climbed up the league now. However... A week ago, mm. they were right down there as well under a manager who's worked with Pep Guardiola, who's won absolutely everything with Pep. Yeah. Who's coming there with so much knowledge that you would quite happily trust, you know, to to manage your side with a decent roster. All right, they didn't have that finished attacking product, maybe, but I think it's very difficult to to put a finger on it. If Henri came in with this squad. He's going to play the same players. He's going to want Kamar Lawrence playing at the back. He's going to want, you know, Aaron Long, Tim Parker. He's going to want Royer. You know, uh, he's going to play BWP. It's just about what you get from those players. Yeah, true. And I mean, like you said with NYCFC, New York Red Bulls could win the next two games. Suddenly they're up chasing the playoff place. Yeah. And it's, it's all rosy again. But um, yeah, it's just not quite clicked for them at the moment in similar position to Atlanta where. It's just it's kind of taking one step forward and then going four back. It's uh, you know it's very interesting looking at it. But we saw with Seattle last year, poor start, and then they mm. ended up in the playoffs. So is this going to happen with these two? Well, I don't know. I th- I don't. I I call them sleeping giants because I I look at Orlando and um, Philly, maybe mm. even Montreal. Montreal have had a very strong start especially a lot of away uh, away games on the road. Yeah. I look at some of the teams in that top seven in the East 
And I think, right, well, you have to factor in the fact that Red Bulls and Atlanta are going to be there. And so you have to take two out. Now, for me at the minute, I'm looking at um, Orlando and potentially Philadelphia as being those two that could suffer because you have to feel that Atlanta and New York are going to climb. Looking at the West, Colorado. Now, there was so much hype, including from me and yeah. a little bit from you as well, saying that you know this could be a, this could be a big season. They're bottom of the Western Conference. Yeah. Um, two points. They've got two points. And the funny thing is, do you remember the first episode we did where we looked at, uh, or was it episode two or maybe three, where we looked at the bookmakers' odds? Mm. And the bottom, the, the two lowest, was Orlando and Colorado. And yeah. you were like, okay, I kind of get Orlando. But Colorado, they've done this, they've done that. They're yeah. a great team. And uh, I guess the bookies are right because they're bottom of the uh, bottom of the West. But yeah, I mean they've not won a game. They've, th- they've no. played four games at home, not one. They've got two two draws. They've lost four. They've lost all of their away games. Is this crisis? Is this? Do you know like we're saying Red Bulls and Atlanta will climb? Is this where Colorado stay? It's difficult though because you we're basing that uh, with our uh, sorry Atlanta and New York Red Bulls on what they've done in the past. Yeah. We're basing it on their squad plus what we did last year. Colorado Rapids, if we do the same with them, then I'm sorry, they're staying bottom of the league. Mm. We're just going off the players they've they've brought in, which they clearly haven't clicked yet. On paper, you would say, yes, those players will click, and I would be very surprised if they still finish bottom. But you look at the team just above them, Portland, SKC are in eighth. You know, there's teams just above them that you would you would bet a lot of money on them be finishing higher than Colorado Rapids. So they're Colorado really on two points, eight points off the playoffs already. They're chasing teams that the likes of Dallas and Houston and Minnesota and RSL, who like Dallas are fourteen points above them. So I don't know. It's gonna, they're going to have to have one hell of an effort at the end of the you know after after the summer break. You mentioned Portland. They've not played at home yet. Is that a decisive factor? I feel like you can't judge a team until they, especially in MLS, it's yeah. harsh to judge. They haven't. Uh, we mentioned it in the last episode. They haven't gone out and got that big, that big attacking player. I feel like they're not the, the finished article. They're going to have to wait till the summer now, which is going to compromise their season. They've not played at home yet. Um, they've lost five on the road, and they've got a win and a draw. Yeah, I kind of still expect them to be above San Jose. Yeah, you've you've got to fancy Portland. If they're at the end of the season, if they're playing a load of home games, it, it, like Providence Park is a is a it's is not a empty solar stadium that with respect to the likes of Chicago Fire and New York, New England Re- Revolution that they've been accused of so far this season there's going to be a load of fans there and it's going to be difficult for mm. away teams to go to and they're going to get that rhythm going and that run and was it DC last year did it so you'd fully expect Portland to sort themselves out but at the same time if they are missing that that last link that DP mm. you'd fancy in the summer that the, the you know Portland are They've been there or thereabouts for the last few years. You know, they they seem to know what they're doing. So you'd fancy them to sort that out. But I know Seattle did it last season, but you you can't be falling too far apart. Six points at the moment, fine. You know, the game in hand, they should be all right. If that goes to like Colorado, where it's eight, nine, ten points behind, then it's going to be difficult. I like this because we've been off for a couple of weeks. It feels like we're really... It's good to look at the the standings now because they're starting to take shape. It was a bit too early before, so it's nice that after a couple of weeks we come back and it's kind of just assessing hmm. what's going on and where we are. I want to move back to the East before we uh, we move on. We haven't forgot about the 
game with no name. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to come very shortly. But uh, go on then. They've had a, you've had a few wins in the recent weeks. Let's save <coughs> it till last. <coughs> Elliot, <coughs> Orlando City. Yep, that's, uh, that's all I've got to say on the matter. No, it's not. Go on. Get in! Come on! Yes! I, I... Playoffs. We're in the playoffs. Atlanta are bottom. Nanny. The risky signing. Nanny. Yeah. Nanny, we remember when we took a risk on Nanny? Yeah. Yeah. Scored again, didn't he? So. Um, I must admit, part of cheering me up throughout this whole thing is make if you if you follow us on Twitter at MLS UK Show, uh, when Orlando have been winning and we're doing podcasts, we've been doing some sort of getting videos. Did one of the Simpsons and then the the Ring before that. Even Atlanta fans have been liking it. Yeah, I think even for me, that is me just trying to um, laugh at this whole thing and trying to cheer myself up because otherwise, yeah. It would be uh, extremely sad. Um, have you have you watched? I, I don't want to. I feel like we should talk about Atlanta because it's a storyline. They're bottom of the. Uh, but I don't want yeah, to be the. I don't want to be the one who keeps going in. Like seriously, we don't have to talk about Atlanta. Seriously, talk to me about talk to me about the last two games because they won a game and lost a game. Right. You, you do because I don't want to be a. Okay, I don't want to be the guy. I'll have a brief say about Atlanta and then we'll go Orlando. Atlanta United, very disappointing. The New England result, I felt, could have been a turning point, and I was excited. I I didn't watch the game, but I woke up the next day, and I was like, I was buzzing. I was like, yes, we've got a win. Um, it's our first win of the season. This is the turning point. We're going to push up the table, get playoffs. They're going to finally be sort of clicking. And then the Dallas result happened, and, uh, you know, 1-0 early on. Then he went to 2-0, and you just sat there thinking... I don't see them scoring. I I know they're having chances, but I just don't see them scoring. I know Martinez got the the goal at the end, but um, I just don't see them scoring. There's no creativity. And for me, I've said it before, Almiron, there's a big hole in the pitch in that number, uh, sort of, is it number eight or number 10 area? You know, just behind the strikers and in front of the... Uh, in front of the midfielders. I'd say more of an eight because 10 tends to be with back to goal. Almiron was very much yeah. front-facing. Right, <laughs> Charge. So there's a big Charge. hole. There's a big hole in that number eight area um, that Almiron's left and, and there's just Martinez. He's looking at a continuously like frustrated figure. Mm. Um, you know, Barco, he had a good game against New England Revolution. That goal was incredible, but... There's just nothing. Hell of a finish. It's a hell of a finish, but there's nothing there. Martinez, after being MVP and top goal scorer in you know top goal scorer ever, the first player you want to get thirty goals mm. in a regular season, you need to utilize him. If I was Frank De Boer, I would be saying just get the you know like how can we utilize him the best? How were they utilizing him last season and trying to do something similar? And it's just not happening. And I I feel sorry for Martinez out of everyone because. He just stands there and he just looks so frustrated. However, my my one point that I want to make now, Martinez, as I said last year, MVP. Yeah. Like you can't you can't knock the guy because as much as he annoyed me by not celebrating, <laughs> um, you know the guy was just insane. But he missed a really, really, really simple chance at the weekend, and in the grand scheme of things, would have got you a draw mm. at least. People are blaming Frank De Boer. If you put your chances away, and it's not just Martinez, if he created more and put more chances away, there was enough shots on goal. 
My, is it just the manager's fault? You, my theory with that Martinez chance is if, if you give him that chance last season when he's having quite a lot of chances in the game, mm. he's getting warmed up, he's scoring goals, he buries that easily. I just see the confidence has gone a bit, he's frustrated. And, you know, he's he's not having as many chances, in my opinion, this season. So he's, he's a bit more rusty and that's why he didn't put it away. But I don't know, we need to... You could, you know, we could say what we think, and and everyone can say what they think. It's the same with Manchester United at the moment. Everyone's got an opinion on how they can turn it around, but it's got to be done there. And I don't know what maybe Frank De Boer needs to come out and say what his actual plan is, and and just because the fans aren't putting up with it at the moment, mm. and I don't know. You know, we know in MLS it's a bit different. There's no relegation, so they, you know, maybe they're a bit more lenient with the managers and not as trigger happy as mm. what they are over here but this is Atlanta United and the longer this goes on I just don't see him making it past June De Boer that is not Martinez <laughs> Martinez will stay it's all doom and gloom isn't it so let's cheer ourselves up we'll cheer you up anyway Orlando City a few wins under the belt similar to last season can you actually stick it out with season or are you going to have a miserable autumn like you, are, you normally do if I'm being really honest I'm still not convinced like, yeah, we're enjoying the results. Mm. The wins are coming, giving it the get-ins and all that. Yeah. I still think it's difficult to predict a starting eleven. He chops and changes a lot. He seems very obsessed with resting players. Um, then all of a sudden, he'll pick a brilliant eleven. You're like, yeah, see, exactly, that's the one. And then it changes again. Nanny finally played left wing the other day. Yeah. Which, he's a, Nanny's a winger. You know, we all know that. He's been playing up front. He's been playing in the cam role. Nanny's a winger. I I just think I'd like to know that when I watch Orlando, I'd like to know what I'm going to expect. We go away to Yankee Stadium this weekend. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if he's going to play five at the back. I don't know whether you know we won with a four at the back at the weekend. I don't know whether he'll stick to that. I, I don't know what we are. I don't know what the process is. I feel like you know we're just getting by. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope uh, there's a lot of beaches in Orlando. I hope you've been uh, training on the beach this week, <laughs> juggling, uh, going down the wing, doing kick-ups, because... Uh, na- it's sorry. still a smoother surface. Yeah, Nanny, you ain't dribbling on that. Um, I, I've been impressed with Orlando, but I, I'm like you, I'm sceptical. We've seen it the last few seasons where Orlando have these... You're a team that I like to call... Uh, you're you're a farm team. You're not yeah. going to just... You know, you're not going to pick up wins here and there. You are... Orlando are the epitome of... You'll win seven, then lose ten. But I think that's fair. I agree. I totally agree. And I, I just think that's the, to become a playoff team, you have to, as much as you don't want to be predictable, it's a fine mm. line. You want to be predictable. And so it's easy for me to say, well, well I can't predict his starting 11. I don't want it to be so predictable that teams will just, you know, line up and play again, you know, know exactly how to play against us. But it's just the. <laughs> he rested Nanny and Dwyer at the same time. And you kind of think, well, so we go away to RSL, we're quite clearly not going to get a result because we rested our yeah. two best players. Do you know what I mean? So I, I just think I'd like to see a bit more consistency in the in the way we go about things. There's also yeah. a couple of injuries knocking around. Sane, um, also Askewes, who, let's be honest, are just two absolute beasts at the back. Um, whether you play Askewes in, in centre-back or in front of the back four, I, like, I, I just think there's more to come. And that it's going to go one of two ways. 
Well, I think Orlando's theory for a long time has been we're going to concede goals, so let's just try and score more than the opposition. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. You know, Orlando. Listen, I'm an Atlanta fan, but you know, for you, I've seen your last few seasons now getting frustrated at Orlando not getting anywhere near the playoffs. And Orlando, you can say how how great they are. The stadium's nice, and they've got the wall and all of this thing. You've got to. You've got to do it now it's mm. been what four years five years you've, yeah. you've got to be making the playoffs but now I've, but I've booked my holiday for the playoffs I'm there well that's going to happen then it, it, that'll surely happen uh, right I think that's rounded up pretty much everything I mean there's a lot to chat about and I'm sure we'll yeah. pick up some more bits next week but we need to do the game with a change of name because this has been a 40 minute roundup so far <laughs> it has yeah uh, now we asked on a couple of podcasts ago we said can, can if you've got a, a player that you'd like to put forward and if you're new to this feature it's uh, the game with a changing name. Well done. We call it that because I used to always get it wrong. And uh, what we do, we take a player who's played in both uh, the UK and in MLS, and we give you their career path, and you've got to try and guess who it is. Now, we want to say thanks to Phil uh, on Twitter for this one. He sent this a few weeks ago. Go on, Phil. So here is the uh, career path of this football player. See, I don't know this one, so I can play along. Uh, he started his career at Aston Villa in 2003, then moved to um, West Brom in 2008. He played 47 times for them. He's played for Swansea, and then he came to the uh, US and played for Chivas in 2014. Don't know a thing about Chivas. No, so then uh, you might get it from this. He then went to Toronto FC in 2014. He played 42 times, scored seven goals. He uh, then uh, left in 2016, and he's not had a team since. So Aston Villa in 2003, played 87 times for them, scored 14 goals. West Brom in 2008, Swansea City 2011, Chivas 2014, and then Toronto FC in 2014-16. to 16. I don't think I know. Is it? Should I get it? Is it easy? Uh, no, it's quite difficult, this one. He is English. Uh, I think he had a brother that played football as well. And I think he was at Villa for a bit. Mm, I don't know that, I'll be honest. Right, OK, well, uh, tweet us if you think you know. With Take a screenshot of where you're up to in the podcast when you realise. And then uh, tweet us at MLS UK Show. We'll reveal who it is at the end of the podcast. Now, shall we talk Philly? Yes, uh, very excited. Uh, in the week, I talked to Evan, who is part of the USL show. So we had lots to talk about with that. And he's a big Philadelphia Union fan as well. Now, we didn't really mention Philly, but they're doing very well, aren't they? They are doing well. And this is the th- I did mention them in, my, in the bracket of could potentially drop. I feel like uh, they struggled. They were a little bit light when it came to um, International Week. Hmm. Lost a lot of players, struggled to field players, were desperately signing people up on loan, etc. Um, but to be fair, three wins at home is exactly what you need. Uh, they've only lost once at, once at home. I tend to just judge people on home form. Yeah. Uh, they're fourth in the Eastern Conference. They'll be really, really happy with that. Like I say, I just look at the Red Bulls and I look at Atlanta and I think they'll need to be looking over their shoulder. They need to keep that form going. But they made the playoffs last year and so that'll be the minimum expectation is that they do the same this year. Yeah, well, we were saying at the start of the season uh, with Sapong going to yeah, Chicago, Chicago, could that affect them? And uh, you were saying no, I was saying yes and... It turns out that you were right on that one. It's not really affected him. Um, so, yeah, I spoke to Evan. He's from the USL show um, because there's a lot to talk about with USL. We talk about uh, Cincinnati's 
start in mm-hmm. MLS. And we talk about uh, the expansion to 30 teams that's going to come as well. Uh, so here's my chat with Evan from the USL show. The MLS UK show. And joining us right now on the MLS UK show, it's uh, someone from the USL show. Evan is uh, with us. How are you, Evan? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very good. Um, you good. must be uh, very excited. As a well, we'll talk first about Philadelphia Union because uh, are they yep. your MLS team? They are. They uh, are that that whole. Uh, I, I know that whole organization, at least on the pro side of things, decently well. Or I like to pretend that I do, at least. <laughs> well, you must be really happy at the moment. Third in the conference. Yeah, no one saw that coming. So <laughs> it's a it's a pleasant surprise, and the. Uh, I don't know, general sort of hesitant uh, optimism that somehow creeps its way into into my heart, I suppose, in, in March is uh, is paying off so far. So that's nice. Is this as good as it's going to get then for the union? Or can you can you hold uh, on and get in the playoffs? I, so if they stop taking really bizarre red cards at the end of the game, that would be great. Um, <laughs> for one, yeah, and it's tricky because like it's, it's a younger team. There's... Um, a couple of question marks as far as guys that have started out well, like um, Kai Wagner and and uh, Montiero, and I mean even you know the club seems pretty high in Casper uh, Prisbalco as a striker, and so it's it's there's a couple of question marks as far as guys maybe towards the middle of the season when teams start to get leggy um, on whether or not they can keep it up. But I mean to be in this spot obviously early in the season is a lot better than to be you know down towards the bottom of the table looking uh, looking in. Yeah, I mean, looking at the fixtures you've had so far, uh, the, it seems to be the home form that really that has, uh, yeah. that has propelled you into third place. Is that going to be key for the rest of the season? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I mean, you, you guys, obviously every team sees it, but I, I, the home form in MLS is such an important part just because, you know, you're traveling, what, two, 3,000 miles out to the West Coast in Vancouver and things like that. Um, and with those games, you know, it's, if you can steal a point and get a draw, you're, you're happy. Um, so yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, it was, it was a little bit of a focus last year. And I think especially given the, the hot start at, uh, Talon, um, the home form is really going to be what, what puts this team in the playoffs again. And I must say, someone who uh, obviously lives uh, quite far away from the US and Canada, so doesn't get sure. to get to many games, uh, the, the, the view, the uh, scenery around Philadelphia yeah. Stadium must be one of the best in, in the league, right? It, I am incredibly biased, uh, <laughs> but it, it, is, uh, it is gorgeous, yeah. And, and the team's finally uh, playing the type of uh, soccer that might you know distract you a little bit from the view from the... Uh, from the stadium there overlooking the Delaware River. Uh, so uh, you're best known for your work with the USL show. So let's, I yep. want to get your opinion on a few things because USL and MLS recently have, have kind of been hand in hand in terms of the news. First of all, yeah. exciting announcement from the MLS side that uh, there's going to be some more teams entering the league. Of course, we then look yes. at USL. Yep. For the USL side, is this good news or is it is it a bit negative? Oh man, it it really depends on who you are, I suppose. So um, there's one team, Sacramento Republic, who feel like and probably have deserved maybe a look uh, or to be in MLS for a couple years now. Uh, and that fan base feels a little bit overlooked just because 
a very good franchise historically. They know how to sign players. They're successful in USL. They've won the cup before. They have a lot of fans. They draw very well. And um, they didn't, you know, get in in this last round or so. And then you see uh, Indy 11 just got a stadium proposed or uh, approved, actually, that's going to be on the governor's desk uh, in the coming days. So they're making their way into being favorites. I mean, for the MLS two sides, it, it doesn't really impact them. They're going to go about business as usual. What it'll be interesting to see is um, if the USL can do what they think they can do, which is when you lose a big club, like a Nashville, like a Cincy, you know, potentially a Louisville, um, if they can replace that with maybe not as big of a market, but you know, a team that's going to, do their city well and, and draw numbers and win matches and things like that. So as what's been happening with uh, FC Cincinnati so far, a positive yes. start to the season for them. Is that going to help the USL teams and give them a bit more confidence going forward if they was to get into MLS? Yeah, and I mean, I think the way you that rosters have, have gone about being built and things like that have changed, you know, since... Uh, even the union have come in or, or even, I mean, LAFC, it's, it's kind of evolved. I think they're a good example of kind of building a, uh, a modern roster where if you look at uh, Minnesota United's a really good example of an expansion team that comes in and is just way above their, their depth. Right. Mm-hmm. And you compare that with uh, Los Angeles and, and maybe to a lesser extent, Cincinnati, who, I mean, since he did bring in a lot of their, um, USL guys that they had, but LA, I mean, they went out and got uh, Mark Anthony Kay, who played for, for Louisville City in, in, uh, in USL, um, and he's done brilliantly this year so far. Um, yeah, since he, it's they're going to be an interesting customer. I think they started out a little too hot for their own good and, and got maybe a little um, emboldened and, and a little uh, cocky, and, and, you know, the later that goes on and and the uh, the more they have to come up against some of these really strong teams in MLS, the uh, the less it might go well for them. With USL, then, uh, and I'm putting you on the spot a bit here, but I sure. really want to get your opinion on this. With these extra uh, slots opening up in MLS, let's say yeah. uh, two slots open up. Go on, who would who would uh, you uh, put in? Who would you give franchises to? My my two. Uh, I mean, in the West, it would almost have to be. Sacramento, I think. Hmm. Um, and then out in the East, it's a little tricky. Um, I know there's a decent push coming from St. Louis to get in. Uh, Indy's obviously in good shape. I, I, it, okay. If I'm Don Garber and I'm just going, here's your, here's the best team. Here's the team that I want in, in, in USL. And I, I just get to bring them up and I don't have to care about any of the other stuff. It's gotta be Louisville. Right. As far as which team can can play at my level, or which team do I think can play at my level right now, I I, I think it's Louisville City. Uh, I also just snubbed Phoenix Rising in the West, which is another one that's you know uh, an absolute powerhouse. They have a, a really really strong marketing campaign. They're really solid people out there. They have Drogba at a point, you know. So it's it's tricky because there's not just which two, like I could easily see MLS, you know, bringing in another four or something. I, I know the talk is when's the bubble going to burst and everything like that, but you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the guy that has to make those decisions, I suppose. Uh, well, from one tough question to another, then uh, the question we get asked most on this show is, can you talk yeah. about promotion relegation? 
I, no. I can. <laughs> no, uh, that's, that's from us. Free, and uh, this is why I was so keen to have you on because uh, USL, mm. you've all, you know opened yep. it up a bit. Championship, League One, League Two, yep. kind of looking at what we do here in England. Sure. Is this a model where then you could have MLS as a Premier League, or do you think that'll just is that got to stay separate, and then you guys do what I, you guys do? Everything that I've heard from people in USL is is operating under the assumption that that MLS wouldn't be, you know, up for it right away. So the idea being that they would have ProRel in the Championship, League One, and League Two. And then almost like if MLS wants to join, we're not going to say no. But at the same time, we need to have our best interest at hand and, you know, try to make this self-sufficient under the USL umbrella itself. And the big kind of, you know, which you've probably heard a ton, but the big kind of, you know, roadblock that a lot of people see as far as MLS instituting ProRel is why would the owners right now put their investment at risk? Hmm especially with that expansion fee being $200 million. Like Jay Sugarman from the union bought that club for like 20 million in 2010. There's no way he's going to, you know, sell the club or, or, you know, if, if Don Garber comes and says, Hey, this is going to be really fun for the fans. But if you go down, like you're going to lose a good bit of money. Um, And I think more than anything else, that's kind of the, bump that or the 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 hurdle that we have to cross or that the usl is going to have to cross as far as getting mls involved if they want to do it themselves i don't think that's going to be as much of a problem just because uh there's already a good bit of debate about whether or not having mls two sides in your top your top league the second division is uh you know right or feasible or, or what have you so I think that's the one they're more focused on right now. And then if ProRail comes along in a couple of years, they'll, they'll figure that out when they get there. Yeah, of what you've said there, it's a very much a... Uh, I, can, you, I can understand why MLS wouldn't want that, obviously, right. with the owners and whatever. Right. From a USL point of view, would that would that make the league a bit better and more interested in your point of view? Or are you happy with the way it is at the moment? I I mean, so I've been following it since 2016, which is the year that uh, Bethlehem, which is the union's affiliate, came in. Mm-hmm. And the quality of play in that short stretch of time has been exponential in growth. I think what they do in terms of having a nice blend of, of guys from, you know, maybe the Caribbean or that didn't work out in Spain, uh, like one of the hottest hands right now in USL is Santi Moar, who... Uh, is a Spaniard, played college soccer in the States, and then kind of bounced around, was in the union system for a little bit, moved out to New Mexico, and is really lighting it up now. You know, they have a nice little blend of guys in their, like, early to mid-20s that are right on the fringe of MLS quality. And then the... uh, the two teams is a, is a really nice kind of factor because you get to see a lot of, like, U.S. youth internationals. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, for people in England that might not know, like, we don't have a U23 academy side or, like, a uh, there, there hasn't been, like, an out-and-out reserve league that's ever worked in the U.S. So it's, it's a nice way to kind of see a blend of guys that are on their way up to MLS, like Mark Anthony Kay or... 
you know, a couple of the guys in Cincinnati or uh, Sebastian Ibiaga, the center back in New York City, was in, in USL for a little bit. Um, and then those youth internationals like your Brendan Aronsons, your Austin Trustees, your uh, Efron Alvarez's and, and some guys like that. So it's I like where they're at now. I mean, there's always room for improvement, obviously. And, and I think having that kind of interplay with with MLS and things is, is always, you know, going to be appealing to people. But from a league standpoint, I think they're, they're OK to stand pat for a while. If you look at it from our point of view in the UK, I sure. know we've had uh, we've had Sean Mike Phillips play for Phoenix. We had mm-hmm. Joe Cole, who uh, was in right. one of the other Tampa leagues. Tampa Bay for a while. So, yeah, yep. Tampa Bay. So we have had uh, well-known English players and, and yes. British players go over and play in, in the league. You can actually, yep. I don't know whether it's the same, I imagine it would be in the, in the States, but you can actually watch the matches on YouTube here. Yes. In the UK. Yeah, in uh in the States they just struck a deal with uh with ESPN plus, I think, two years ago. So that's that's not an option. Yeah, but I know I know internationally you guys it's free to watch on YouTube. I mean it was really nice when they were starting out just to get that exposure on the States because you just send people a link and they get to watch it. But I'm sure internationally it's a nice little uh, ace to have in your in your back pocket, so to speak. Uh right, so bear, with that uh bear in mind, um if we're trying to push USL on people abroad, sure. but also people in the States. What's the appeal of the league, in your opinion? There's a little bit of something for everybody, which is nice. I, you know, it seems to have uh, even more parity than MLS in some ways. Um, so the the Eastern Conference is very much your old school. Uh, there's still a, a couple of teams that are playing the long ball and looking to knock it down and spread it wide that way, and you know, try to bunker in and things like that. But then what's really nice is out in the Western Conference, you have that kind of Mexican and, and uh, you know, Latin American influence, where there's a lot of guys that have a little bit more space and can dribble and, and, you know, create and do things like that. So if you're already a soccer fan perspective, there's probably a team for you to look at. And, you know, obviously they're not going to be, you know, Pep Guardiola's Man City or Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool or, or what have you, but there's teams that are going to play the way that you like to watch a team play. Um, and then I think from a from a non-soccer fan's perspective, with 35, I think, teams, you're going to find something that you're, you're attracted to in some way, I think, whether it's just, oh, that's a nice logo, or, you know, oh, that was a cool goal or whatever. And, and that kind of communal aspect of things where it is, you know, just a lot of local people getting together, enjoying a sport and having a sense of community that I think in some ways gets lost a little bit, uh, to be honest, with MLS is a little more prevalent in, in USL. Where is uh, the states at the moment in terms of their um, in terms of soccer being one of the major sports? Because for years here in the UK, we've kind of looked yeah. at the states and thought, well, that's a market that you've got your own thing going on, and the rest of the sure. world, well, the rest of the world watches soccer, uh, <laughs> apart from the states. Yeah. So where yeah. has that grown in the last few years, and where do you feel you're at at the moment? It has done. It's actually really funny because it seems like. Each World Cup cycle, and, and, and both the men's and the women's, just because the U.S. women's national team is, is phenomenal, hmm. um, there'll be boosts from the World Cup. So you get like a World Cup bump. And then what you've seen is that it'll actually, like the decline you get like a month or two later where people go, all right, I'm done with this, you know, the, the American football or, or baseball or whatever is back on. The decline after that 
is is becoming less. So people are, are not only watching soccer or becoming interested in soccer, they are staying interested in soccer. And part of that is the Premier League has done a fabulous job with, with their broadcast partner in the States. Bundesliga is really pushing the, to enter the English market. They just opened up an office in, in New York not too long ago. Um, so soccer as a whole, I think, is starting to catch on. Um, more and more, I mean, it's it's not, you know, you're not literally seeing every kid pick up a, a soccer ball instead of a football. But, and and the other part of it where the bump is, is, is because, you know, American football is, is ridiculously dangerous to play. <laughs> yeah. And, and when it's, okay, you know, my son and or daughter can play this sport for 10 years, still get to college, maybe on a scholarship and, and go that route and not have, you know, four concussions out of it like soccer, then, then people start to kind of pivot towards that just, just due to the, you know, you want to protect your kid or whatever. So long story short, yeah, I think it's, it's growing. I mean, there's still obviously a ways to go, but it's definitely more accessible uh, stateside than it's ever been for sure. Well, uh, thanks very much for joining us, Evan. Very yep. quickly, a USL show, where can we find you? If, uh, if anyone's yeah. listening to this and thinks I want to learn more about the league, come on, tell us where we can find you. Yeah, so if uh, for, for whatever reason you want to hear uh, or read more of what I have to say, it's at Speak Evan Speak on Twitter. Uh, and then you can find my lovely uh, USL-based podcast at, uh, at the USL Show on Twitter or just the USLshow.com. I will also plug um, a Philadelphia Union-based podcast, which is more uh, relevant to you guys, uh, at Views from the Bridge, which is at VFTV Pod. So uh, I'm all over the place, but those are the three places where you can find me in a very accessible manner. And uh, if you're from England and you'd like to tell me that you think the Union are terrible, I'm, I'm more than welcome to that conversation because it would be a good time. So, <laughs> uh, Well, as an Atlanta fan, uh, I think you're too busy telling me that Atlanta are terrible. Listen, you know, you, 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 you burn too bright, you flow, you, you Icarus a little bit, Atlanta United. That is a too very, close to the sun. That's a very philosophical way to end the <laughs> interview. <laughs> Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Nice. Okay. Uh, by the way, when it comes to Philly... Yeah, we need uh, Brendan Aronson has come through and just been an absolute revelation. Like it's been, it's so nice to see these players that come through every. Like last year, we talked about Mueller a lot, and I think Aronson has just been a real, real talent for Philly, and I've really enjoyed watching him. He's he's bagged himself his first goal as well, um, and I I think Philly have got a lot of talent in the Bethlehem Steel, the the mm-hmm. USL team. Um, I know we've just been discussing USL, and I think there's a lot maybe that we could see from them in the next couple of years. So I'm, I am excited for that, I have to say. Yeah, I feel Philly have kind of gone under the radar a bit in the last few years. So it's it's good to see that they're, um, they're being noticed a bit more. Yeah. Um, so as we spoke about the expansion there with Evan, uh, yeah. what do you think of this? So they've announced that they're going to go to 30 teams. Mm. What are they on at the moment? Is it 26 at the moment? 24? Five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, and then we've got Austin twenty-five, Miami twenty-six, Nashville twenty-seven. Right. So there's going to be three more spaces that are opened up. Don Garber uh, announced this. What do you think? Are you happy with this? Or? Can you have fifteen in each conference? I think they can have as many as they want. <laughs> I know. I know it's theirs. They can do what they want yeah. with it, but. 
Well, NFL split it. They've got the conferences, but then they split it into two. So they've kind of got quarters, uh, I think. Can I be really honest? When I read this, I was like, cool. I, I love that soccer reaches more people. So yeah. initially the headline was 30, excellent. More teams involved. Yeah. I think we're in a bit of an annoying phase of MLS at the minute where it really is growing. We know that. And I think we see that a lot more than people in the US. I think people in the US and Canada are very surprised when we say, oh, yeah, it's, it's getting big. It is. We, yeah, know, yeah. we know it is getting more and more coverage over here, and that's the best way to judge it. We, we have arguably the best league in the world in, in the Premier League. I'm not so sure now Norwich City are in it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I... I really think that it's a great time for MLS, but it's also it's a bit rough around the edges with teams joining and then not having a stadium yeah. and then having to have a soccer-specific stadium, but then other teams haven't got us, you know, Atlanta and New York haven't got a soccer You know, it seems a little bit rough around the edges. Yeah, I just think this, this is a... Yeah, you're right, it's a really odd period, and mm. coming into the league at this point, there will be people from other countries looking and going, what on earth is going on here? Why have they played so many away games yeah. at the start? But I, once you've got through this, which can take up to 10 years, no doubt, but you've got to think that in England... What is it? What eighteen something? Like Bolton were one of the founding yeah, yeah, yeah. members. So like, I think Bolton have been here since eighteen seventy seven. So they've had that period yeah. where teams are joining and pitch and different pitches and whatever. So this is just MLS going through that same period. And in twenty years, when you look back, it'll be a, a polished league. It'll be different. It'll be everything. Everyone will know the place a bit. You'll know everything about every team. You want you know they'll play home way, home away, home away. And you've just got to get through this. But we can say we were there when this was happening. Yeah. This is stupid because we do an MLS podcast. I work in MLS. We, like, we're supposed to know stuff. Yeah. I genuinely, I, I don't want to just sit on the fence here. I don't know how I feel about this. Because I feel like, and I don't want to get into the pro rail thing, but I feel like the end goal for MLS, I don't care what you... Tweet me now and tell me all the reasons why pro rail shouldn't happen. Mm. That's absolutely fine. But let's make it like every other league in the world. Let you know at the minute, MLS is is not quite there because it's different. I don't mind a lot of the different things about MLS: the homegrown stuff, the tam, the gam, the trades. Love it. It adds it adds something. I just feel like I, I've been to watch teams um, in MLS when it's the final game of the season in October. They've got nothing to play for. And I just it, the end goal for me for MLS has to be pro rel. There has to be another league that you can be relegated to or promoted up to from. Yeah. I, and I just think if that's why we're adding more teams, great. Let's not just dilute our East and Western Conference. This season's great. Like look at like the, the West has come back. The East was really strong last year. The West is is on top now. The two LA teams are absolutely smashing it. Both undefeated at home picked up maximum points i just think don't just chuck a load more teams in you're going to have teams that aren't going to play each other in throughout the course of a year i think we need to if it's going to be 30 i think we need to then look at a pro rel and people are going to hate me for saying it but let's become a really respected league within the world where there is danger you know, let's not try and protect la galaxy would have been relegated a few years ago so would orlando so what Let's stop trying to protect them. Well, um, I mean, Evan touched on this, and this is his point coming from a USL point of view, is that 
you've got to think of the owners if they're trying if they've got to buy into MLS, they ain't going to want to buy in for a season. But that's think. how football works. So what what do we do? Do we say right if you buy into uh, MLS, does that give you a, a four year uh, immunity from going down? Do you know like so you get four yeah, years? You'd start to adjust. The, you'd start in the bottom surely. What, so you'd start then in, what, USL League 2? Whatever they decide to do, whether they buy USL or whatever happens, surely M- M- MLS 2, let's call it, right? surely you have to start there. If you want to get into MLS, if you're a USL team, take, I don't know, picking one at random, if you're Memphis or Charleston or whatever, yeah. if you want to get into MLS so that you can one day win MLS Cup, treat it like the Premier League, you have to join that. So you join MLS, but surely you'd have to join MLS too and work your way up. So that's your your theory, rather than getting. I haven't thought this through at all, other than in this conversation. So people will be like, "Yeah, but you can't." But that I don't care about the logistics. In ten years' time, surely that has to be the mm. end goal. So you'd have MLS one and two rather than MLS and then USL and USL League One. Well, they're different organisations, aren't they? So you you it's, it's yeah. different to like the FA in England own the Premier League. And the championship and League One and League Two, whereas these, these are different things. USL yeah. and MLS are totally different. So you're going to need to create another MLS league, or they're going to have to buy USL. Surely, would you still have an MLS Cup, or would you have whoever finishes top of the league? Would you still have the playoffs? I think I would. Yeah, because it's America, and that's what they that's what they do in all the all the other sports. I think that's fine. Ah, but we don't have promotion and relegation in every other sport in America. No, but if they want to expand. You can't have it both ways. This is what I'm saying. You can't add a load of teams and then, like, RSL not play Atlanta for two years just out of chance. And then it's just weird. If, if you want to play football... Are you not pro-RL? Pro, pro I don't RL? know. I think I like the way... I am enjoying it at the moment with new teams joining and, and all of this. So I but, think... Right, we just talked about Colorado. They're bottom of the league. Hmm. What's the danger? Nothing. It's boring. Yeah, but then you could argue... Uh, I want to see know. Colorado fighting it out with Portland and currently Atlanta and New York Red Bulls as to who's going to get relegated. How blooming good would that be? Yeah, but then you've got to look at, I don't know, the Premier League. Let's look at a team like Leicester, for example, who Leicester won't get relegated and they may flirt with relegation a bit, but they'll get a few wins and then around February time they'll be 10th. But, but due to allocation money, we see what we love about MLS is the fluctuation. Hmm. It's dangerous every year. I love that. We we see that, you know, look, look at Atlanta down there. Look at Red Bulls down there. LA Galaxy were down there before. Uh, Portland were MLS Cup finalists. They're now down there. The way that it fluctuates is, but, is what we love about MLS. W- would that have to change then? Because surely if you finish top, if you win MLS Cup, you would have to be given the most money and the most opportunities because otherwise, what's the point? You might as well finish... Six every season because you can guarantee a place in MLS rather well, this, than this... winning it and then being given the least money and then you've got a chance of finishing bottom the next season. But this could go on forever. We could, con- you know, this is what I'm saying. I'm just my initial thought was okay. They're adding more teams. Yeah. You know, I haven't, like I said, I haven't thought this through. I'm not saying I'm right. My my thought is surely then if we're going to add more and more and more, you need to start thinking about a second league. It is. A, I find it a bit weird that we want to be judged. People compare. Oh yeah, but. It's, it's at least as good as the championship. Is it, though? Because what's the point? And if, if we're in September and Colorado are still 12, well, what's the point? I think... Bolton, Bolton has just been relegated. Of course you're not going to want to... No. <laughs> you're not going to be pro-rel. But I just think... 
I think you need to, if you want to be compared to the Championship, to the Premier League, you've got to start, you know, introducing at least a similar structure. I, I think what makes MLS special is that it isn't like any other league. If you start bringing in promotion and relegation, you become like every other league, and then that's where you sort of fall in line with, like, so Portugal and, I don't know, Holland, you know, these these leagues that are okay, but they're not great leagues. Uh, I, personally, I think... But is it thirty? Well, I think thirty is enough. Personally, I think then fifteen in each conference. It's a lot of teams. It's a lot of teams, but that's enough. If you start adding more teams to it, then I think you're going to have to separate them. You're going to have to have the Eastern Conference, Western Conference. They all play each other, uh, like the Premier League. If it gets to twenty in each, play thirty-eight games each. But then you're going to have to have a playoffs, and then it's going to have to. The only time you play someone from the other conferences in the MLS Cup final. That's how it's going to have to be for me, uh, because if the a third would, is probably enough for me. Don't mind that. Would that would that stop the crazy results? Because well, like we talked about Vancouver flying to Florida. If they don't, if they just play, you know, everyone in the east yeah. and everyone in the west, does it make it a bit more predictable? Is that not why we love MLS? Because well, those away trips are just yeah, wild. Well, that's the argument as well, but. You know, part of what we love is the fact that Atlanta can finish, you know, uh, win MLS Cup and then be bottom the next season. Mm. But uh, what I'm saying with that is that, yeah, that's great. But then you, you, if if you're not, if you are having promotion and relegation, if you are having, and I do think that you can't be giving teams the least if they win the league because they could then go down. Mm. You are gonna. It's just gonna become like any other league, and you're gonna get the likes of Atlanta and Red Bulls and LA Galaxy and LAFC just finishing the top four every year, and the rest they're just mixing around. But I, I like it the way it is. I would keep it, and I think that's what makes it special. It, it keeps it away. There's only the A League I can think of in Australia that has a similar setup. You love the A League. Uh, yeah, it's on at an early morning. It, I can eat my Cheerios and watch it. Uh, but... if, there'll be people who are furiously typing away, going like, well, you're so wrong. Yeah. Elliot, you're wrong. Henry, you're wrong. Like, fair play, twist. Just know, we didn't plan on talking about this, genuinely, did we? No. And, and I think it's, just, it's some... All, my point with this is that it's got to be at least considered now. I think that's my point. And all I did was offer a way in which it might work. I don't necessarily want this to happen next year. I I'm, it's not ready. I do agree with you on the majority of this. I just think if we're looking to add more teams, it has to be in their thoughts. They have to at least consider it. If you do, but you can't go back. You do it, you can't go yeah, back. Yeah. So it's a big decision. It's yeah. as big as Brexit, and we're not talking about oh. that. Um, right. Let's look at this weekend then. So it's a busy weekend of MLS action. Yep, I've done my predictions already. Yes. Because we had some midweek action. So I, I had to submit my predictions into my league uh, quite early um, before the games last night. So um, what's the first? Is it NYC Orlando? Is that the first game? Uh, yes, it By the is. way, I got none of them right. So we'll, <laughs> we've got no, none of the uh, this midweeks right. Um, right, yeah, first game, 6 o'clock Saturday evening. Uh, New York City versus Orlando City. What have you gone for on this? Can you go first? And I'll tell you why afterwards. Okay, uh, I'm going to go nil-nil. Okay, I've gone for, don't laugh, I've gone for an Orlando win. Now, yeah. I'll tell you why. Wins two games and gets cocky. No, it's nothing to do with Orlando. It's the fact that New York have played Sunday night and then they played last night as well. Quick turnaround, and then again... So they've played twice since Orlando last played. So that's the only reason why I'm stupidly back in Orlando. 
I've gone for one nil Orlando win. Right, okay. No, no, we're not expecting goals though. Uh, eight o'clock, Toronto versus Portland. Toronto two, Portland nil. I've got to, I've got to agree with you on that. I think it'd be three one. I just, uh, Portland are just in that very awkward position. Wait where, till they get home. Yeah, they they kind of wait for home games. Uh, half eight Saturday evening, FC Dallas versus San Jose Earthquakes. Two one Dallas. I'm liking the look of them. Um, I know Quakes have had some interest, well, good results, some interesting results, but I'm going to have to go with FC Dallas on this one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go three nil. Okay. Vancouver then take on Philadelphia Union, and I fancy a draw. I've gone one all. Oh, I'm going two two, <laughs> just because. Um, yeah, I think Philly Philly have done well, but it's away. Vancouver looking to build some home farm, but I think it'd be two two. I'll uh, let you go next. 11 o'clock Saturday evening. It is, if there was promotion and relegation, it is a relegation six-pointer. It's Atlanta <laughs> United versus Colorado Rapids. Imagine hearing that a few weeks ago. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, come on, Atlanta. 3-0. I've gone 2-0 Atlanta. Uh, midnight, Sunday morning, uh, New York Red Bulls versus FC Cincinnati. This will be an interesting game. Cincinnati not in good form. No. I think it's very typical of a first season. They're still up there. Just not, they've just not had a great run of form recently. I'm going for uh, Red Bulls 2, Cincinnati 0. Um, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Are you? Yeah, Ooh. I think they'll pull some out of the bag. Okay. Um, Houston then take on Columbus. Houston good at home. I'm going 3-2. I've gone one all. Half 1, Sunday morning, SKC versus New England Revolution. Heavy win. Yeah. SKC 3-0. Got to be a home win. Um... I'm going to go 4 2 in this one to SKC. Okay. Uh, then we go to Sunday evening, Montreal Impact versus Chicago Fire. This is Montreal a are up there. Been yeah. a strong start. Only played, uh, only just returned home as well. Played a load of road games. I'm going to go 2 2, Montreal. Uh, yeah, 2 2. Really? Yeah. I think Montreal at home, I think they'll do it. I think it'll be... I think it'll be 2-1, though. They've I think played midweek, close. so I, I just feel like they may drop points. Ah, so Chicago, though. <clears throat> Minnesota versus DC. Oh, this is an interesting game. Because the Brew Hall will be open. <laughs> yes, Minnesota looking to emulate what DC did last year with their new home ground. Yeah. Um, I think Wayne Rooney will do it again. I think it'll be... I mean, it'd be 2-1 to DC. I've gone 2-0 Minnesota. Um, half eight Sunday evening is the big game. It's big game in the West. Huge. Seattle versus LAFC. Seattle get the win. Have you gone for... What have you gone for? 1-0. 1-0? Yeah. You're brave. I, know. I think there'll be goals in this. I think, uh, I think LAFC will do this. I think it'll be 3-1 LAFC. I've gone very low scoring because of the midweek games. Uh, in all in all of these predictions, uh, final game, LA Galaxy versus RSL. I've gone two all. Now LA Galaxy will win this. Uh, they'll win this. Uh, they'll win it three one. Okay. Uh, so there we go. There's our predictions for this week. Tweets is at MLS UK Show if you want to have a go as well. Uh, we've got to say before we reveal uh, the player of the game with the changing name. Um, thank you so much if you voted for us in the Football Blogging Awards. Uh, the voting is now closed, 
the awards ceremonies on the 9th of May, I think, at uh, the Etihad Stadium. Yep, we haven't lost yet, so we're still basking in the glory. Yep. Um, so Manchester City's ground, so we'll be posting stuff on the night, and, and we really appreciate it. Because we, we, some, some people, when they've voted for us, have sent us some really nice messages, so it's really kind of you to do that. Yeah, these deluded people. Yes. Um, so we'll, we'll hopefully do a podcast before then, but we will be tweeting and, and Instagramming on the night as well, so thank you. Uh, so you don't know. You don't know who the player is. Do you? Give me the give me the rundown once more. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit down. I'm right, gonna concentrate. Destroy the studio while you're at it. Uh, 2003, he signed for Aston Villa. Uh, 87 games, 14 goals. He then went to West Brom in 2008. 47 games, five goals. Uh, Swansea City in 2011. 55 games, eight goals. Uh, then he went to Chivas, didn't score in six games. That was in 2014. And then he signed for Toronto FC until 2016. 42 games, seven goals. Despite the poor record, uh, goal-scoring record, he was actually a striker. No, it's gonna, this is going to annoy me. He was born in Birmingham. He had a brother called Stefan. Um, Stefan's career, I don't think, was... I don't think it was anywhere near uh, his brother's. Uh-huh. And that's saying something. Go on. The player is... Luke Moore. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got that. Luke Moore. Thanks to Phil for sending that in on Twitter. Didn't um, know he played for Toronto, so it shows what I know. <laughs> he, uh, if you've got a player that you've been thinking of and uh, he's played... The rules are he's got to have played in the UK and in MLS. So he can be from whichever country. It's, they're the rules. Have it. The UK and MLS... Uh, tweet us, Instagram us, let us know who uh, who you want to uh, put to our uh, our knowledge. I'm annoyed about that. I've not been beaten in a while. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening. That was episode 10 of season two. I guess is what is there left to say, Elliot? Um, get in and goodbye. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.